your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Wisdom's Brad Williams going to drop in here in a couple of minutes to talk about the Don Greengrass trial. A little bit. Well, I don't know if it's a trial yet. I guess court stuff. I'm going to let Brad handle that. But he was in court today. A uh, little got, got kind of interesting. And Don Greengrass is one of the three teenagers that was involved in that Southside shooting where another teen was shot and killed. Um, all was missing in that is uh, the the guns involved. Also, one of those guns involved was a sawed-off shotgun. I think the Vondershek, the, the, the kid that was killed, at one point had a sawed-off shotgun, according to the original criminal complaint. Um, so so that was that's what's going down <laughs> uh, in the cross every once in a while, sawed-off shotgun shootouts. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. I don't have a guest on today. Spencer Halsey, the UW Lacrosse Outreach Coordinator, was on with me yesterday. Uh, we talked she, we, we talked science when she comes on, and it was a really fun show. You can go back and listen to it, wisdomnews.com slash podcast. Uh, she messages me today. She's mad. And this is the headline. She's mad because we didn't see the story. It was published today. We didn't see it yesterday. It would have been the thing we talked about as we talked about, uh, you know what? We even skipped one of the things that we were teasing and then we never got to was that the the wildfires over there in Europe, the Slovenia, 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 uh, Slovenia, come on. Uh, so the wildfires that are happening over there right now, because of climate change, are causing World War, not two, but World War One bombs to explode. So these bombs that we haven't found in hundred in a hundred years are exploding now because of wildfires that have never never gotten that hot or haven't happened there. Um, but anyway, she sends me this story that 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 story we didn't get to. That's how much stuff we were talking about yesterday. She sends me this story headline: Watch. Dead spiders work as necrobotic grippers to pick up heavier objects. Uh, a little little clip from this uh, Silicon Valley startup. What if we reanimate the dead to deliver packages? In the current climate of rising wages, labor shortages, and unionization, we can corner the market on highly capable pre-built necrobots to satisfy the current demand of deliveries. Uh, okay, so so we're going to have robotic spiders instead of drones, I guess. I mean, aren't we doing this with drones already? We're kind of, but I guess drones, you have to put the package. There's there's probably this, uh, well, I mean, can spiders do it all? Can they, do we need to, can we eliminate humans out of all of this equation? Because we're going to have necro, necrobotic spiders. Also, what, what kind of terror are we going to create on our sidewalk? Kids walking around and a, this huge spider with an Amazon package walks by. He's going to go jump into the bush in the house next door to hide from this thing. Um, yeah, so I, every once in a while I post, I have a wolf spider situation in my house every once in a while. Wolf spiders are pretty big. They're like probably like two, two, two three inches. And they just end up on the wall. And they look pretty freaking terrifying. 
And uh, I always release them. I take them outside, and I, f- I feel like they come back inside. I feel like they, they got something going on in the house, and they're like, thanks for letting us out, Rick. We'll make our way back in through, like, what, the, the, the dryer vent? Is that how they get back in? I don't, like, where the dryer shoots air out. I, th- I feel like they get back in somehow, and I just don't, maybe they crawl under the garage door, too. Um, but they're always back. And uh, I, I, after the storms yesterday, and I'll talk about the storms uh, in my area at the end of the show, but after the storms yesterday, there was a wolf spider in this bowl that I just had sitting outside, bowl full of water after the you know rain. But he had one of those, she had one of those sacks of her, her eggs underneath her. So she's just floating in this bowl with this sack of baby wolf spider eggs. And I was like, oh, that's kind of sad and also terrifying. So I... I got her, I dumped out the water, left her in the bowl. She was alive. And then I put her, well, back out in the woods. And she just like, she got up, I put a box out there and she went and stood up on the box and sunbathed for a while, probably to dry off, probably freezing cold from sitting in water all night. Um, So yeah, I was saving wolf spiders the other day. And then I I emailed uh, Dr. Ted Wilson, the Viterbo biology professor, to ask him if those those wolf spider babies in her sack would have would live because they're submerged in water. I mean, is it airtight? Does it need to, are they, do they drown then? It's really sad in a way. And also probably a lot of people are like, yes, I hope they all die. Um, but he said, it's an experiment that, that hasn't been covered yet. We haven't, we haven't done the science on it to, uh, to figure out whether or not that's, that they, they would survive in that. He said at, at some point they probably wouldn't, but if it's early enough, they might. And I just thought, man, that would be a terrible experiment that we're going to just sacrifice all these baby spiders just to see if they would they would uh, live or die submerged in water. All right. Uh, we're going to go to the phones here. Eric from Sparta's on. Go ahead. I just wanted to ask you, how's Millie doing? Millie's doing great. Well, She's that's, 12. that's all I want to say, Rick. All right. I love dogs. Thank you very much. Bye. Right. Millie's my golden retriever. She turned 12 a couple months ago. Uh, she carries around socks all the time. That's her thing. Socks and giant, what I call babies, stuffed animals. I call them babies. But like the, the bigger, the better for her. And then it's super funny because she carries them around. 608-785-7914. Uh, there was some news today. We'll get to it in a little bit. But Alex Lazary, the son of the billionaire owner of the Bucks, that's how I like to say it. Other people like to say he's the a, a Milwaukee Bucks executive. But would he be a Milwaukee Bucks executive if he wasn't the son of the billionaire owner of the Bucks, one of the two billionaire owners? Uh, he dropped out of the race today. So the story on uh, WisdomNews.com from the AP is that you know Mandela Barnes, the lieutenant governor, has become the favorite, of course, right? Like he's kind of the Sarah Gudluski is was on my show yesterday for a little bit. She was in lacrosse yesterday, so she's like the second favorite now. Um, but we can talk about this in a, a little bit, but these people are all still on the ballot and we're early voting now. So, uh, they got off early enough for, for, for the most part, early enough that people wouldn't probably wouldn't have voted for him. But I know my mom voted for Tom Nelson. She, he's, she lives in out of game County. He's the a County board member out there. Uh, she voted for him and her vote poof, gone, wasted. So. It's another reason why we need ranked choice voting so our votes don't get wasted when stuff like this happens. But um, anyway, we'll talk about it in a bit. Brad's got to do the news. Then he's going to come back in here. We're going to talk a little bit about the trial or the court hearing today, I should say. Not, I don't believe it was a trial uh, with Don Greengrass, who the police had caught and then let, had to let go and then had to go catch again because the details on that murder that happened on the south side became a little bit more clear. 
All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608 785 7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to get in here, Brad Williams is in here, Wisdom's journalist. He was literally in person at the Onalaska School Board meeting the other day, the only the only reporter there, I believe. Yeah, they uh they haven't had too many uh, reporters there lately and I think part of that might have been Zoom meetings. Right, yeah, I think uh I think a lot of the hey, nobody showed up to our meeting and then all of a sudden the next day there's all kinds of stories on there. It's like, "Oh yeah, we put them all on Zoom." It's, it's kind of like ratings right. when nobody watched the uh Senate debate or the GOP governor debate. Well, nobody watched on CBS, but everybody went to YouTube the next day and watched it. Yeah, that could be. Get to the point there where we can watch a lot of this stuff at our leisure and right. uh, or at home. 608-785-7914. But and sometimes I have, you have to go to the courthouse for hearings, too. Yeah, that was that was a thing that we, we wrote about. You wrote about this a couple weeks ago. This is This is kind of interesting, right? Like the court hearings are no longer online? They are sometimes. sometimes. I, I mean, you have to look them up. And uh, the... The daily intake session at 1.30 in La Crosse County is still online. And occasionally, if there's enough demand, there might be a, another one that's that's online. But generally, now we're going back to the courthouse and, and uh, going to cover these in person. Yeah, you have to go in person. Um, there's Part of me is like, no, they should all be online. And the other part of me is like, mm, maybe not, because when I get a like a speeding ticket... No big deal, but the the cop was on the radar with the radar was on the bridge driving in today, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I was not doing 30. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh crap, this is." Oh, and uh, luckily, you know, three SUVs at the end of the bridge all stood pat, and they did not uh, come after me. Uh, there were a couple other cars there too, so I wasn't the only one not going 30. All I won't right. say, sure. but um, you know, when those also go through these courts, so do we need all these people like exposed, so to speak, or do we need to see all that online, right? Well, I, they do, and I, I don't know if they need to, but they do when it comes to the, the daily intake. As we said, that's when the yeah. people who have been arrested over the last 24 hours or the weekend, whatever it is, uh, make their appearances and, and face the first charges. Now, the uh, the big hearing that we had today was in the murder and attempted homicide case. This is the 7th Street incident uh jackson greengrass is the suspect here yeah jackson greengrass and then sage hickey also sage hickey is still also had, uh, but he had turned separately. him yeah like well let's just explain it's hard to explain it what exactly happened because that's part of like we're trying to get to the bottom of this but uh uh two boys i think well two boys right they're, they're both under all, 18 the three main characters if you want to call them that in this uh this legal drama all teenagers. Yeah, the three teens. Sage Hickey and uh, Jackson Greengrass, and also uh, Storm Von Drashek, who was killed. Yeah, May and 22nd. I think and I think stage stage Sage Hickey was at an apartment on the south side by Gunderson. Right. Yes, and then the other two boys, Von Drashek and and Greengrass, Greengrass. and some other people came to that building. Yeah, for and and because they, they were, were fighting, they were getting ready for a fight, and this this did come up in court. Yeah, and the fights nowadays aren't fisticuffs, they're gun to cuffs. <laughs> That's an interesting word. Well, I we do have a couple of right, two or three so, clips so, from the uh, the courtroom discussions and, today. And Greengrass is is the one at the hearing and Judge Gloria Doyle is the judge today. Right. And what what well, are we we can, play, what, we can play them in uh, reverse order here. Oh, we reverse could, order. We could start okay. with uh, Jessica Scamp who is the prosecutor and part of Part of it uh, today, they heard from a, an investigator from the Lacrosse Police who was talking about. But there was a, a good part of the hearing 
where the defense was trying to have the two the two most serious charges against Greengrass dismissed, which is the attempted homicide uh, trying to shoot Sage Hickey mm-hmm. and the felony murder, which was being there and having a role in the death of Storm Vondrashek. Yeah, because this is the, before we get to the clip. This is kind of interesting because one is attempted homicide. Sage Hickey is you know in jail for murder. Yes, right, attempted mur- no murder for murder for he is accused of shooting Vondrashek and also wounding Greengrass. Right, and then on the flip side, Hickey's team would be saying, "No, we were that was self defense because they because we're shooting it off." The claim is that uh, that Vondrashek and Greengrass came there with guns. And and the attempt is to shoot Hickey, did not shoot Hickey, and then Hickey fired back. Right. Is it one of them deals? Uh, that was always a thing in like in high school. Who who punched first? We always wanted to know because then it would be their fault, right. so to speak. And that seems to be what's happening here, right? Like who shot first? Then if Hickey shot after was after he was being shot, then it's self defense. Right. Right. Yes. Well, right. we uh, Jessica Skimp is the prosecutor, and here's a part of what she said in court today. Both Vondershek and Greengrass had guns. Both Vondershek and Greengrass had their identities concealed. Uh, Greengrass was wearing a ski mask. Vondershek had his uh, hoodie tied uh, tight so you could only see a small portion of his face. Now, once again, uh, part of the hearing today before they actually had the testimony from the police was uh, whether to dismiss the charges the biggest charges, the attempted murder of Sage Hickey and also the, uh, the felony murder count involving the death of Vondrashek. And Bernardo Cueto is the defense lawyer in the case. If Mr. Vondrashek does something, doesn't do something, we're talking about Mr. Greengrass attempting to kill somebody like Mr. Hickey or the person that was with Mr. Hickey and something intervened to stop him. Not that he changed his mind and ran off. I would note that he was shot and still didn't shoot back. So the issue was intent. Did Greengrass have the intent to harm someone? And the argument was being made that, well, he and Vondrashek had guns. Other people who came to the apartment building had guns as well. So there was intent. And then Judge Gloria Doyle uh, said she was not going to dismiss either of those counts. The allegation by Mr. Cueto is that Mr. Greengrass had no idea Storm would strike Hickey with a gun. Well, the most more likely event is that Mr. I mean that Storm would shoot Mr. Hickey with a gun. I think it's highly illogical to say he had no idea that he was going to hit him with a gun. Yeah, more likely he's going to shoot him with a gun. He knew he had a gun. So it's ridiculous to say, he, I didn't know he was going to hit him with a gun. But. Well, what she's talking about there, too, is I believe, if I remember from reading the criminal complaint, that's where the sawed-off shotgun comes into play because right. Storm, the kid that was murdered or, yes. or killed, I should say, I don't know we, we, whether it's murdered or killed at this point, is up for debate, well, right? He was shot. He was shot somebody. and killed. Yes. Um, he had gone after Hickey with a sawed-off shotgun that, that didn't fire. Well, for whatever reason, it didn't fire, and therefore used right. the, the maybe the butt of the gun or some portion of the gun to literally hit Hickey right. as, as opposed to shooting and, and, him. And, and hit him so that he either partially blacked out or, or blacked out for a short time. But yeah. that was part of it as well. And then, and then there, you know, after that, then when does the shooting start? Does the shooting start after he gets hit with the sawed-off shotgun? 
with literally hit with the you know the butt I guess the butt of the sawed off shotgun is maybe you just used it as a baseball bat I don't know um yeah so like what's the timeline on something like this Brad you cover these all the time do we have like you know how long will this you know before it goes well this has already been a, a long every case basically seems to be pretty long lately uh, in a murder trial or a very serious case it can take two years there are there are murder cases in lacrosse county uh that happened three three and a half years ago and they have not gone to trial yet because of certain requests made by the defense or, or one thing or another happens now this this shooting is now two months ago and uh, green grass as we have said was wounded uh he yeah, he was slightly wounded. And Went to the was, hospital that was night. Was released uh, from jail the next day, and it was a couple of weeks later that they brought these charges against him. And then they tried to find him. They didn't find him until a couple of weeks ago in Alaska. Yeah, that was interesting too because the he was shot. They he went to the hospital to get care or whatever, and then uh, then went to the jail. They let him go, and then details into what happened right. as you talk to more were witnesses. Putting it all together, then they they brought this uh, charge these charges against him yeah. and then there was a warrant out for him and he turned up riding in a car in a park late at night in Alaska and that's that's where the police caught up with him so this is usually the preliminary hearing comes supposed to come a week after someone first appears in court mm-hmm. this is 2 weeks because there were other arguments that were made so now the next hearing is scheduled for September 30th and then it could be you know, depending on what kind of negotiations are to perhaps avoid a trial, it could be several more months, maybe a year or more before this actually goes to trial. And you said and, there and were. This is in the Greengrass case. We're not even talking about Sage Hickey yeah. at this point. And I will say, Sage Hickey, a couple weeks later or days later, turned himself in. Yes. Was it weeks? I feel it, like it was, it was a, week a short later. time after. I think it was a week later. Yep. Um, he turned himself in. So there's this, this, like, over this theme here, too, where uh, Hickey killed Vondershek. But then he turned himself in a week later. Meanwhile, Greengrass ran. So you know, like who right. who's that? Who who shot first? Who's actually the one that this, attempted homicide versus murder versus you know? This like this is the, one of those complicated cases. Yeah, very. And you said there were more cases. What are the other cases that have are murder cases? Yeah, uh, the the, the, other, the uh, cab, right? The cab. That's that's the that's one the from uh, January of 2019, the uh, St. Junius case. Okay, the stabbing in the cab on. 17th. Is there another one? Is it, what about the triple homicide? Have the we, triple homicide, uh, we, we mentioned that a couple of days ago, that that was a year ago last week, the triple yep. homicide at the quarry. And one of the, one of the, uh, the Niatau is scheduled to go on trial next June. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Rattensack is the other uh, defendant there, and that is still being worked out. They don't know when that trial would be. All right. That's Brad Williams. I would say, Brad, go do the news. But Sam, Sam is doing Sam the news. Doing I forgot about that. All right, we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. Uh, thanks again to Brad Williams talking about the Don Greengrass trial. Or not trial. I always do that. Hearings. The hearings that were in court today. Number three is calling in. Number three, you're on the air. Go ahead. Last time you got picked up for speeding going off the Mississippi River Bridge, you said you weren't going to speed anymore. Um, God, when was the 
I mean, I got it. A long time ago, I even sent you five dollars for your ticket. <laughs> that's right. That was a long time. That was that was probably like seven years ago that I got yeah, a, yeah, a ticket doing the same thing. That's when uh, Mitch Reynolds was down there. Anyway, about the shooting down there on Seventh Street, you know, it's something when a city like the size of Lacrosse, all those dudes down there, and they all had guns with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really getting to be something old, lovely, lively lacrosse. It just makes a guy like me carry mine all the time now. Yeah, I mean, we, well, that's what we need, everybody carrying guns. So anytime... Well, it's getting to that point. I mean, we got lead flying all over the city lacrosse, pictures of guys that shouldn't even be having a gun because they got a felon against them and they're standing there with a gun. And it's dismissed, read in but dismissed. Yeah, it's pretty easy to get a gun. Maybe the guns are the problem. Sounds like I it. think it's the nut behind the gun. It'd be like the car speeding when you were driving it over the bridge. The car had nothing to do with it. It was you with your foot on the pedal, right? Well, I, I don't know if shooting somebody could be compared to speeding. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying to make it as simple for you. Oh, I got gotcha. you. But it's getting pretty bad. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's it's. I don't think it's just lacrosse. No, it's all over the country. Yeah. Well, maybe we can blame it on Putin. Um. I don't know. It'd be t- that'd be a tough one. Is he? Does he? Do they have gun manufacturers in Russia? Probably. Oh yeah, I make a lot of guns over in Russia. We used to buy Russians guns. I think there's a, a caller that calls in here frequently that has an AK-47 collection. Oh yeah, that's our old friend <laughs> up in Sparta. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, carry on. All right. Thanks. thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no problem. We'll see ya. 608-785-7914. Uh, just make it funny. Not, not even make it funny, Eric. I think uh, my favorite basketball player at one point in time was nicknamed AK-47, uh, Andre Kirilenko. He wore number 30, 47, and he's from Russia. So it all kind of worked out until you get to 2022, and you don't want to be affiliated um, with with the guns anymore. So, yeah, number three thinks that uh, – the nut behind the gun, that's always the thing, right? It's uh, it's not the gun. It's the, the guy who shoots the gun or the girl who shoots the gun. Or it's the gun. <laughs> like if, if all the people that showed up at that 7th Street apartment had guns, then maybe maybe the problem is that it's way too easy to get guns. We don't have to get rid of all the guns, but we got to make it. we got we got to have some steps to get guns and then some consequences when you lose your gun or have your gun stolen. I don't know if it's consequences the best word, but, uh, you know, and there, it would be really easy to track guns. I mean, we track our cars, right? we got to register our cars every year. So if we want to compare cars, now I'm doing it. Now I'm comparing cars and guns. But if you want to compare cars and guns, uh, we, we, uh, we register our cars. Why not register the guns? And then when, when, Dude has a sawed-off shotgun. We could we could maybe figure out where it came from. Uh, Kent, have you have you saw you seen the agenda on Tuesday? Your 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 office getting torn down now. Have you seen it? It's it's. it's in I am deeply depressed, Rick. I had to move over to Shopko, uh, abandoned Shopko on Road Street earlier today. Yeah. It took me a while, but hey, it's it's more spacious. I don't have the the kitty land, you know the. The jungle gym that I had at Burger King, but I'll I'll, I'll settle in. You'll manage, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, like like uh, you know, we're talking about these young men down by Seventh Street with guns, mm-hmm. seventeen, eighteen years old. 
Yeah. You know, back in our 50. day, like you, you lived up there in Hortonville. I got a sister that lives in Pewaukee. Mm-hmm. You know, we got out of school. If you want to settle a fight, you went out outside and put your dukes up, brother. Yeah. You know? I'll meet you by the we bike racks at 3 o'clock. Did. That was always the thing. Bike racks, 3 o'clock after school. Right. See you out in the, out, out in the foot, uh, behind the football field at 3.30 and uh, bring your buddies. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, that. enough of his guns. And, and letting these guys go, there's green grass, and they caught him, but then they let him go. And we had this kid at Paul Park, and he shot this dude, and then they let him go. Yeah, That's a lot of the problem. These these people, Eric and Sparta's right, it's the group all behind the gun, these young people, man. That, number three, you that, was, that was number three. But, yeah, yeah Kev, thanks for the call. Um yeah, I think there's certain rules there where you ha- you have to let him go, but then you don't have all the details at that point either. And then you find out later, oh, he probably had a gun and shot somebody. All right, we'll be back. All right, just gonna wrap up here with a little not a real not really a rant, not a rant at all, really, but uh, having experienced these storms and been pretty close to a tornado what the National Weather Service in La Crosse called a weak tornado, if you listen to the show Monday or checked out wizardnews.com, an EF0. Uh, it was interesting, too, to, to, real, to realize how they measure that, and they basically measure that based on the path of destruction or how much destruction a tornado causes. Uh, so it could, be, it could be really wide. It could, be, it could go for miles and miles, and the winds could be hundreds of miles per hour. I don't know if it's possible for tornadoes to have hundreds of miles per hour winds, but... Um, if it doesn't break anything, then it's it's going to be an EF zero tornado. I could have that wrong, but that's kind of my interpretation from uh, a conversation we had Monday with the National Weather Service. But anyway, side that was a sidebar. Um, so where I'm at, the Valley High area, power went out at like three, and they were right on. Like the 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 alert came out. Hey, there's going to be a you know, whatever, high winds, strong, severe thunderstorm, 3.08 p.m., take shelter, tornado watch warning, whatever one it is. I always forget, right? Um, take shelter. 3.08 p.m. is exactly when that stuff started happening, and it was crazy. It was all over the place. The trees, I live in the woods, the trees were, were I've never seen the trees move side to side like that before. Anyway, so the power goes out, and and that sucks, right? And, like, you're... Like, how, how long is this going to take? Because sometimes it comes right back on, and other times a couple hours. Well, it didn't come on at all. And then you kind of, after the, everything calms down, you kind of drive around to see the destruction in the area. And it was it was pretty massive. The The golf course there, Valley High Golf Club, uh, there's trees down everywhere. There was, the next day, it was like a construction site. There were all, everybody that lives in the area, all the houses, uh, the the golf course, there's equipment all over the place trying to get rid of down trees. Chainsaws galore. You never heard so many chainsaws. Maybe some people have, but I've never heard that many chainsaws. And and then you kind of go out to the side of the road uh, in the main drag, Highway 16 there. And if you, you'll see the picture online. There's a, a, a telephone pole or an electrical pole, whatever you want to call it, just cracked right in half. And it's just dangling because it's being held up by the wires. But it's there's no bottom to it. The bottom is in the ground over here, and the top is over here dangling. So it was like, well. Um, so you see that during the day, and you're like, oh, we're not going to have power for a while. This is going to this is going to take a while. And you kind of go up and down the road, and you see some equipment. There was, in fact, there was a snowplow just plowing trees off Highway 16 at one point, which I thought was pretty interesting. <laughs> just ah, we're just plowing trees today. 
Um, so get back to the house, hanging out at night. Well, I, w- I went to town actually because I, I I couldn't do anything. I, 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 it was t- too rainy for me to go outside, and like I did the I did work while it didn't rain. I got rid of some trees, got the chainsaw until the batteries died, right? Because chainsaws don't work. Electric chainsaws chainsaws don't work so great when the power's out. Note to self, right? Everybody, when, when we talk about this electric vehicle revolution or EV, uh, anything like that, we might need something uh, as a sidebar just in case. But uh, I did as much work as I could. But then the storms came. Then another set of storms came back in, and I was like, eh, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna clean all this stuff up while it's raining. That's that's just not. I am not going to get wet while I'm sweating. That is gross. I am not doing that. So I went in, uh, so I went to town, uh, bummed around down there because lacrosse was fine. I, I think you had some flooding, right? Like that always happens every time it rains. We could get to the bottom of why that happens, right? Um, but and I think there's a meeting about that just coming up here pretty soon in the city. But uh, I come back and the XL electrical wire guys, right? Like the electric crew is out. They're working on that thing. Um, and it's it's pouring rain, and it's now it's like ten at night, and it, so it's it's the middle of the night. It's pouring rain. There's lightning everywhere, and I'm like, are you guys really gonna like? Do, how does this work? If there's a if we're playing like bar league softball or even volleyball, really anything like that, and a, a bolt of lightning hits, this always this always sucked when I was covering sports in in Winona and Lacrosse as a as a for the newspaper, is when there was just a just a little piece of little little bolt of lightning and it was a hundred miles away and you could just see it off in the distance. Oh, rep, the umps come out, you know, do the wave the hands. Oh, we got to call it. We got a delay. And then the delay is like a half hour. You got to go a half hour or something like that. It might be 20 minutes. It was, it's too long. Uh, safety of the kids holding aluminum bats. Come on. But, it, but it, you have to wait, you know, the extended period of time based on this bolt of lightning. It could be a beautiful day out, but there's a bolt of lightning a hundred miles away. Um, so I'm thinking like, Oh, are these XL guys? There's lightning all over the place. It's not like just one bolt of lightning. It's the middle of the night, and it's like it looks like a war zone in the background because the lightning just all over the place. And you can hear them if you I open the windows, and I can hear them working. I can't see them because of the woods, but I can hear them working all night. They're on their they're on their like megaphones or however they're communicating with each other over like not like on radios in their ears, but they're just, they're not yelling at each other, but they have some sort of megaphone system. So you can hear them and you can hear the equipment and you can hear the beep, beep, you know, all that stuff. But it's like, it's 10 and then it's midnight and then it's two in the morning and it's not nice out. It's raining. It's, I don't know, it wasn't really cold, but it's thundering and lightning. I don't think thunder matters, but right, like that one comes with the other. And I'm just like, wow, you guys are really just out there uh, trying to get our power on at th- and at 3 a.m. on Saturday or Sunday morning, I guess it would be like Saturday night into Sunday morning. At 3 a.m. the power comes on, or at like like 2:50 it comes on just for a minute. I'm like, ooh, power! You know, like I'm trying to get Wi-Fi immediately, right? Because I'm still up at 2:50. That's how I work. Uh, and then it goes out, and I'm like, ah. And then at 10 minutes later, it comes on for good, and I'm like, I can't believe those guys uh, with the electric company are out there. In the middle of this like crazy weather, uh, just reconnecting the electrical wires, uh, putting up a new telephone pole or electric pole, however you want to call it, uh, that was cracked in half. So they got that, they got a new one of those up. All the light, all the lines down the road on Highway 16 were covered in trees. Just trees smashed down everything, and they worked through all of that from 
you know, whatever past 3 p.m. on Saturday afternoon into Sunday morning at 3 a.m. had my power on. So I want to give it up to those guys, uh, guys and girls who were out there working. I, I tried to contact them. They didn't email me back, of course. Uh, probably pretty busy. But it was pretty amazing, amazing thing to think about. I didn't really watch it because uh, they were out working in lightning and, and rain, and I didn't want to go out there and watch it. I thought about taking a picture, but also just just didn't want to get wet. So, yeah, thanks to all those workers that were just doing overtime. I'm sure you got overtime. Hopefully you got some time and a half working it, and then maybe double time on Sunday, right? Like when we worked uh, in the mill for summer job, we always got double time on Sunday. Uh, so maybe they maybe they waited until after midnight to get that double time. They're like, and eh, we're not going to do all the hard work until after midnight so we get double time pay instead of this time and a half Saturday pay. <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I just want to thank those guys and and everybody who was, you know, working in public service and out there helping out and National Weather Service people trying to get us the information that happens. Uh, they were right on the dot, 3.08. They were like, the storm is going to hit take shelter 308 p.m. and it was 308 p.m. is when that stuff hit it was crazy uh right on the dot so um yeah all right that's all the time i have for today let's see tomorrow is thursday i have adam murphy on we're going to review the republican debate that happened on sunday and you know talk about some of this news with two senator candidates dropping out in the democratic party 